0: cleveland i'm here one of the podcast rules is never to be hung over on the podcast and yes i am hung over but i'm here with jack duffin and i'm really excited to hear and talk about some of the draft picks that the cleveland browns has made so uh jack headlines how do you think the draft went for the
1: browns before we get into the draft though there's one important announcement happy birthday for yesterday paul thank you very much what what more perfect day in the world could it be? Paul's birthday and UDFA day all in the same day. So I disagree, match made mate. in heaven.
0: I disagree. I didn't like being drunk on my birthday knowing that undrafted free agents were going on and I was not on top of my game. So uh it was actually a, a negative mate. But less about my birthday. Oh, Cleveland Browns related. I was handcuffed to a midget with a Miles Garrett jersey on it. But it did have Mac on the back, and I sent it to Joe Thomas and said, Did Mac play sixty-five? Joe Thomas said fifty-five. So there we go.
1: Hey. It looks like you had a great day. But the draft begun and anyone that listens to the show knew trade down was really likely. And boom, that's exactly what happened. Um quite a big trade down. So he went from 44 all the way down to 68 and then added pick 108 and 124. So just looking at some uh, sort of the Fitzgerald Spielberg evaluation, which is uh, two guys from over the cap, one's now with PFF. um, They work out that we gained an additional pick 55 by moving back sort of in value. So a really, really, really good trade down for the team Um, going back from 44 and adding Pick fifty-five. That's that's a big win, um, and especially with this such a large draft class, is it, it flatlines. There was not a big drop-off, um, like you might have had last year. It is incredibly deep middle class, and they're able to get three guys in that middle class rather than just one. Yeah. Um, one interesting
0: thing is, as the Vikings GM is ex-Browns, surely. He must have thought to himself, I'm not getting a good deal out of this. This is classically what I used to do at the Browns, try and get value. So, yeah, does that make
1: sense? That's the second trade. So, oh. it, you, you're getting super excited. This was with the Houston Texans, our good friends who helped trade us a pick for Nick Chubb for a Dental Ward. Just um, yeah. trade us to Sean Watson. So, uh, they were some friends we've gone back to. So, PFF predict Browns win 60% of the time. So, really, really good trade. I know some people are unhappy, but now... When they see what those three picks are, they're a lot a lot more cheery. So the first pick on the board, no surprises. Well, it's, it's a surprise in a way, because I didn't expect him to be his first pick, but he was one of my three predicted players the Browns would take at 78. And it was a cornerback, Martin Emerson, young, athletic, um, and they need corners and People were expecting the draft to be about need, and it was never going to be about need. You, you can go sign Clowney, Will Fuller, Keem Hicks, and they're going to be the starters. It's about bringing a player in they want to be on the roster for the next eight years and fit the age, fit the athletic guardrails, and just a really, really good addition to the team. I'm, I've am i not seen his name anywhere else other than my draft board, so I'm, I'm going to take a massive W for that one, and uh, I'm chuffed.
0: Yeah, Jack, yeah. Um... Like, how can I say this politely? Everyone thinks they're draft experts. This is not aimed at you, but like in general, and everyone's grading all the Browns. And do you think that us listeners, us Browns fans, get too carried away with what some mock drafts, what analysts are saying, i.e., we should have taken the wide receiver that the Steelers took? What is he called? Um, George Pickens. George Piggins, for example, versus let's just call him an unknown commodity. But obviously you like him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do, do you think that sometimes we get a bit cut up on that and the gradings only looking for them big names that the, the listeners, the fans get told other people that would be really good for the team?
1: And naturally people's attention goes to skill positions just because they're more sexy um, wide receivers is a sexy position and people looking at need. Whereas you start looking at these picks as eight year investments. Suddenly it, it doesn't matter that you need someone in the wide receiver room. Um, when there is so many free agents, there is a deep free agent class still at wide receiver edge defensive tackle, the three positions, the Browns most need. So it was one they were allowing the board to come to them. And I think if, Booth would have been there at 44. They would have stayed at 44 and taken him. Um, but the Vikings traded up to get in front of him. So, um, yeah, it's one that, that that could have been in play. They love corners. Um, Greedy's out of contract after this year. Troy Hill was out of contract, and they actually went off and traded him later during the draft. Um, yeah, Martin Emerson made a lot of sense. Um, yeah, why not? You can never have enough corners. Andrew Berry keeps selling us, and people need to listen.
0: When do, you think, um, when do you think he will start playing? So do you think he would be week one? Do you think he would be halfway through the season? Do you think he'll take a few snaps here and there?
1: Yeah. I think he's got a competition on his hands. Um, I'm expecting Newsom to move to the slot. Um, and then who's the outside guy? Hey, I think it's a straight up competition between Emerson, Greedy and AJ Green. Um, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see who wins that battle there.
0: Um, but yeah, do you, you think, he, could he be playing week one?
1: If he comes in and plays lights out, he certainly could. I think it's going to be tough to beat out Greedy Williams for week one, but yeah. certainly one to keep an eye on.
0: Cool. Um, next pick, if you're happy to move on. Absolute is...
1: darling. Of, uh, did, you, did you
0: have him on your draft board or not?
1: Yeah, he, he was really, really high. I, I The mock drafts had him going slightly later, but we're only talking about 20 picks later, um, which when you pick 78 is nothing. Um, this guy is the heir to Clowney in his role on the roster. I still think they bring Clowney back for this year, but he is the guy primed to step up and be the Clowney opposite miles, 2023, 2024, 2025. Um, really really excited to bring in this guy super um, young piece of clay that they can mould into whatever they want he can play inside, he can play outside and that's Alex Wright, edge defender Um, yeah, phenomenal ad Once again, can you see him starting week one or two or not really, he's more of a development piece We're we're such a talented roster I just don't think dudes are coming in to start Um, and that's not saying these players are bad but They're not gonna no dude's gonna come in and start over Miles Garrett and uh and Clowney.
0: Um here's a quick question of all the pieces. Uh Martin, out of ten, Martin Emerson, how excited were you when the Browns uh drafted him? Seven.
1: It's uh, it it wasn't one that I'm banging my chest going, This guy, I love it, because he's he's just a really good ad. It's not six or an eight, Jack, gone. Eight. Very
0: good. Alex Wright?
1: 10. Full by 10. ten. Absolutely love that pick. Okay, cool. Next one, David Bell. So David Bell is not as athletic as we would like. Um, only gets a 4 out of 10 on the athletic score. He is young though. Um, I was hoping that his GPS tracking data that the Browns use to measure players' speed, etc. on the field would actually say he's faster than he tested. But even Andrew Berry said he's not. Um he is very much gonna come into the room and he's solid. He's produced at college. Um, I think has the most yards over the last two years of any wide receiver in college. Um, so he, he can do the job. Is it gonna be the sexy explosive player? No, but they can add that. They've got that in Schwartz, they've got it in Cooper, they they got it in other ways. So it's just okay. So
0: out of ten excited? four. Okay, so the draft analysts are super excited about this guy. Uh, I hear everything you're saying about his speed, but this guy can just keep catching. Like he potentially is the Landry replacement of. Um, I'm not sure if he's gonna be slot or not, but like, just just keep throwing the ball to him. He's gonna catch it. A bit like Higgins and Baker was like, you pass to him, he catches it no dramas that type of guy some people said he was like top 5 wide receiver in in the um in the in the draft but yeah obviously he hasn't got the speed and that's why his stock dropped so fast was because of his uh, lack of speed
1: yeah it's it's one that hey i i'm looking at him and looking to the sky Moors, to the other guys that hey you get a sky more, you're getting a 10 um so it's not one that i'm like hey it's one i, I don't get this but i, I think It would have been better to get wide receivers slightly earlier, but it didn't fall to us. The board did not fall friendly for us to be taking wide receivers. We'd have been reaching, whereas we got value for him at pick 99. Um, So, yeah, I'm probably harsh on a four. Let's call it a five and put it smack bang in the middle.
0: Yeah, like, who is the Raiders' wide receiver? Red he just catches everything.
1: Hunter Renfro, yeah.
0: Is he going to be that type of player? Just catch, catch, throw the ball, third down.
1: Yeah, if his hands are solid, then why not just keep keep lobbing him the ball? He's six foot, so he's he, he's got a decent size. Um,
0: I know we're gonna get onto this next week whenever that wide receiver room, but got a lot of different characters and a lot of different options in that wide
1: receiver room now that um, that we can use. There's a guy I'm super excited about that we'll get to later.
0: Okay, I'm. I think. I'll put on record this. I think David Bell could be our wide receiver one, absolute gung-ho player in the future with the Browns. But let's see. I've got it on record saying it, but uh, I could be so wrong. Number four.
1: So number yeah. four is the out of the top four rounds in the NFL draft, Warren Sharp did some analytic uh, analysis looking at um, the biggest steals versus the consensus big board. And he comes in at number two behind Me- Malik Willis as the biggest steal in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. So Perion Winfrey, defensive tackle, um, didn't test because um, combine injury, but was expected to be really, really good. Another really young player. Just su- uh, He's a great ad. He, he comes with that same sort of buzz of his pass rushing as Jordan Elliott. Jordan Elliott did not progress in the NFL as we hoped, but everything was there that should have gone well. No, nothing is a lock, but really excited to bring him in. I, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Happy to have him in there. We need talent at defensive tackle. I would not have taken him at 44, but this is a guy that was in the conversation at 44, and we picked him at 108.
0: Do you, um, do you think he could be starting
1: week one? Maybe. For me, he is the favourite of any of the rookies to start week one.
0: Do you think David Bell will start week one? No. Maybe one or two snaps.
1: Yeah, he'll play some snaps. Um, But he's in a a loaded, loaded room, and I think they had a free agent there. This is coming down to, uh, do they like Winfrey enough that they go, actually, we don't need to sign Akeem Hicks, which I wouldn't mind signing Akeem Hicks, Sheldon Richardson, but they, they might decide, actually, we don't need to. Okay, Round four. Next up, we've got trade. So the Browns traded out of pick 118 and they got two picks from the Vikings. This is the the Quesi trade. And quite frankly, was Quesi drunk on draft day? I love the guy, but he it was some weird moves. And so they dropped down from one one eight to one five six. And then they add a fourth rounder next year. So we only had six picks next year. Um, this takes up to seven picks the Troy Hill pick takes up to eight picks and then if Glenn Cook um, goes and becomes a GM somewhere else then that's another pick we'll add so we're looking to restock that draft class of next year which is really positive massive massive value in this trade we we traded pick 118 and we added value using the Fitzgerald Spielberger valuation 169 so another really really beneficial trade down. Trade downs are smart and the Browns are taking advantage. Mm. Um, once again, really excited with that trade? Yeah, I love the trade. Both trades, 10 out of 10 for me. Just insane the amount of value AB managed to add. I'll ask that question
0: now. So the Vikings GM knows how Barry thinks. He's been doing that all the time he's been with Barry. So, you know, Your is his undercard. Why then give your old boss, you know, a bit of a uh, boost? Was there a player that he really wanted or?
1: I can only think it's a player they really like and they're, they're in sort of that, they're chasing a particular player because what they did a few picks later was trade down. Um, so they probably went, hey, we'll trade up and then we'll trade down with this next pick and we'll try balance that sort of, assets. And I didn't look into their second trade, how far it was for value, etc. But I guess that's what they're doing. And, and Hey, we, we've done it. We traded up for JOK. And then we traded down later in the draft. As long as you're doing both and you're not just trading up, you, you can get away with it.
0: Then Jack,
1: if I'm correct, traded
0: at that point, was it?
1: Yeah. So that was the point where uh, Troy Hill then got traded um, so he got traded to the back to the Raven, uh, back to the Rams, where we got him as a free agent from um, a year ago, uh, and we still don't know the exact contracts because there's a three million option bonus, and I don't know if it's paid yet. So hopefully over the next week we'll get more information on that. But um, he's gone there, and we add a fifth round pick next year, so that's another pick into the equation that we mentioned earlier. But sets it up nicely, and then next up it was a running back. Which, hey, we, we always discussed there was a running back going to no, happen this year. Jack,
0: I think you've made a little mistake. Maybe you just don't want to talk about this.
1: Uh, I say kicker, yeah, because he's just not on my board because he doesn't have athletic guardrails.
0: Yep, we took Cade York. Um, a kicker in the fourth round. Wow. How does that make you feel, Jack?
1: A waste of a pick.
0: Come on, mate. We have got potentially a great kicker now with the Browns on paper.
1: It's all on paper. And I, I think of drafted kickers and hey, you go back a year. McPherson was a fantastic ad for the Bengals. But then I look back a couple of years before that and the Buccaneers thought they had the greatest kicker coming out of college of all time. Took him in the second round. and Robert Aguirre was nothing but an unmitigated disaster. And he got cut. So it's one where I'm sat there going, just because this guy, just because you draft a kicker doesn't make them good. Um, Justin Tucker was UDFA. Lot, lots of the kickers in the league that had successful long careers are UDFAs and not guys that are drafted. So, yeah, just want to keep an eye on.
0: I have just looked. There's only, I want to see if any uh, any uh, FL place kickers have been selected in the first round of the NFL draft.
1: Janikowski was selected about 20 years ago. Yep. Crazy, eh? Yeah. Uh, but is that kind of like, what could we have done with that pick discussion? Um, could we have brought in a tight end, Isaiah? Likely, um, I think we're still on the board. Something that we're going to use on... 60% of snaps, something where you're going to get much more value. Um, and, and that for me is the annoying part. If you're taking one in the seventh, I don't really care as much. Fourth is still a value round for me. And, um, and, but part of the value of trading down is you have extra picks. I'd rather not use them in this suboptimal way, but Hey, it's not Jack, the end of the world.
0: Question for you. That actual pick, where did it come from?
1: So one, four, four. That that would have been in the uh, Vikings one, two, trade four. down. One, was, two, four. One, two, four. It was in the Vikings trade down. Not yeah. the Vikings, the Houston Texans trade down.
0: Cool. So we got a free kicker basically going down a few slots, yeah?
1: Yeah. So rather than picking a forty four, we got Mark Vin Venev- Emerson, we got Perry on Winfrey, and we got a kicker, which is a pretty awesome haul, if I'm gonna be honest.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Next one. Controversial again. Sorry, Jack, out of the kicker, how out of 10 how happy are you?
1: What's the lowest score I can give? Zero? Zero.
0: Zero? Zero. Come on, mate. We've just got a kicker. It's got to be a little bit more happier than that.
1: No, because if we'd have taken a tight end, I could be sat here going, hey, I think Daniel Bellinger had gone by that point, but I, I'd have been sat there giving a really substantial score there going, I really like this move. Um, but it it's not the case. Hey, I I don't want to kick. I want to be aggressive. I don't want to even be getting to fourth down where you're thinking about kicking. I want to be going for it more aggressively on first and second down. I want to be scoring more points and kicking is less points because kicking is saying, Hey, we've, we've not scored four points or five points on this drive. That should have been a touchdown. Mm.
0: We can, Agree to disagree on the kicker. I'm quite excited. We saw what the Bengals did last year. That's kind of why I'm excited to have a kicker. But anyway, moving on. The fifth round pick It's a running back. You know, I just want to stress, we've not seen a tight end. We've not seen anything on the O-line. But we take another running back, which I think is a very busy running back room with Hunt, Chubb, uh, Dearness, if he comes back, um, Felton, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's Johnny Stanton
1: you can throw in there as a fullback.
0: Yeah. Have we still got May or someone or someone else? Oh,
1: there's two other guys, but they're... Yeah,
0: but... Friend of the show, um, the guy on the Bleacher Report, Connor... Brent Sobleski? No, Connor someone. He is very excited about this, this pick. Uh, is it Connor Rogers? Yeah, he, was Connor saying Rogers. That, he was saying that this guy... Uh, explosive power, runs for touchdowns, great pick. Potentially Nick Chubb. No, potentially Hunt Hunt replacement.
1: Yeah, no, it feels like they had to replace Hunt. In a year's time, Kareem Hunt is finished on the roster. I don't think he gets traded before that. I think it's Janis Johnson that probably doesn't make the final squad just because 2.43 million for a running back three is egregious. Um, so he, he always felt like he'd be gone. And also you don't want to have a running back room where you have three running backs and two of them are gone after this year. And you're then left with one guy. You've got to have that future planning of bringing a guy now that you've got under contract for four years. And then you, you can sequence through it. So um, they're always going to draft a running back. Happy it's at this point. There's people going to draft one at 99. That'd have been a bit uh, crazy. But, yeah, everything seems to be good with him, ticks a lot of boxes, and it's just about continuing to build through the roster and um, have a long-term plan. So, yeah, smart, smart move. Uh, Jack, out of 10, how excited when you you saw this one? Six, which, for a running back, that is pretty impressive. You know that, Paul. Yeah.
0: Uh, he could be a future NFL top running back. Could easily be. You heard it here first on the podcast. Next, Jack, came Oklahoma. I have to say this because the next two are Oklahoma. Michael Woods, the second.
1: Yeah, Andrew Berry was just taking the piss on draft day. He just kept drafting dudes from Oklahoma. Um, you think so? Yeah, he was just taking the piss out of Baker Mayfield. I love it. Um, well, I don't
0: think he's very emotional, A, B.
1: Oh, I don't think there was any plan to it, but I bet Baker was absolutely sat there just creasing up and getting really frustrated that the Sooners are back in uh, Cleveland. Um, Michael Woods, I was a bit shocked at first, if I'm going to be honest, um, just to add another wide receiver because I felt like they would add someone in free agency. And who knows, this could be a case where they they feel a lot better than the outside world thinks about um, Donovan Peoples Jones, I would still like them to um, bring in a Will Fuller, Julio Jones um, in free agency. But he's a young guy. He's got a great RAS score. Um, spoke to Corey Kinnon um, of the OBR and someone he knows is absolutely pumped with this pick and amazed he was there that late. Um, so, no, everything ticks the box. Bring in loads of guys and let them compete. And we are going to see real, real competition probably for the first time ever at um, Brown's training camp. It's, it's going to be full-out war with some of these positions because you've got legit dudes going to get cut.
0: Um, who, do you, who do you think he's similar to that I would understand? I've got no idea.
1: I just know he's young and athletic.
0: All right, cool. Um, next one, seventh round pick, defensive end. Once again, still no O-line.
1: So th- this one is our first old dude. So, you know, I love my uh, age guardrails. Th- this dude's old. So week one, is going to be 23.8. So uh, a-, a real outlier. Um, the oldest we've gone is 23.3 week one, and that was Felton. So I fall half a year older, but insane athleticism. This guy is a physical freak. And um, yeah, pumped to bring him in. I, I think he's... He's got a real shot of making the roster um, because there's going to be competition. That is a deep edge room we've got once you add a free agent. Um, if you bring in Clowney, it's, it's going to be all out war for those uh, last two spots because Alex Wright's a lock, but then anything can happen there. So uh, pumped with this one.
0: Cool. Um, like someone like Kurt Weaver will be shitting himself.
1: Oh, he's done. He's got no chance. No. No. Nah. Do I think
0: what other defensive ends we've got? On uh, you've
1: got Weatherly, who's got 650K guaranteed. You've got Chase Winovich, um, and you've got Rochelle. Um, so I, I think you're probably looking at uh, Garrett, Clowney, Wright, Isaiah Thomas, and Winovich. Um, I would say that's where I'm trending them. I'll put Weatherly in that competition, and I would say everyone else, they sure. got very little chance.
0: Last pick was a center Um, moved on for JC Tretter really surprised they took one person on the O-line but anyway um,
1: there's just not many open spots on the O-line so eight of the spots are already locked up and you only carry nine or ten so they've just got so many good dudes that we're talking this is probably the end of Blake Hance uh, Dunn uh, Forbes I think all those guys are finished now Um, I can't see any of them making the roster because there's just not the roster spots.
0: Yeah, but we haven't taken anyone
1: more since the season ended. So we've, we've got eight because you brought in Pochic um, and Hubbard's healthy this year and he wasn't last year. So you've got not, uh, Deaton's no guarantee to make the roster. He might not come in. He might come in and not do well. And then they put him on the practice squad. So that is definitely a case, but if he does well, he is making the roster. And then you're probably just not carrying more inside guys. But mm. so most one of those is making the roster. And that's only if they carry a 10th, which is probably unlikely, but anything can happen.
0: So you think um Ethan Poich makes the roster, is that right? Well,
1: his contract effectively makes him a lock.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: Then I want to touch on a couple of your boys. On. So there's four that my attention goes to. So I'll start with the wide receiver. This this is the one I am genuinely most excited about. It's Isaiah Weston. He's older, but UDFAs, there's not the guardrails there for them because it, it's just not. important because if you draft a guy in the fifth round you're looking at projecting him and what he can do for you over the next four to eight years when you bring in a udfa they have to make the roster or they're done so their shelf life is so short that they have to pop instantly so he's older but insane athleticism we're talking a 9.6 out of 10 this dude is really athletic he's six foot three um, for me, Isaiah Weston has a real shot of fighting and trying to make this roster and that's gonna be other guys at risk. Um if he can if he can light it up, who knows?
0: Mate, it feels like we've just got so many wide receivers. Like the wide receiver, you know, we say this every year, mate, and we've learned that okay, we've got ten wide receivers, a load of gonna get injured, blah, blah, blah. And week three, we've only got three wide receivers. So we know how this can happen very quickly, but this feels like we got so many potentially good wide receivers. Um yeah, it can be really interesting training camp. And uh yeah, you know, there's just so many uh people.
1: There's gone. Number two UDFA I want to pull everyone's attention to DeAnthony Bell. He's he's gonna be 25.9 week one of the season, which is insane, but a nine out of ten athleticism, six foot. That's the stuff we're looking for. Another guy, linebacker, Silas Kelly, 24.5 week one, but 8.3 out of 10 athleticism. And the last one, tight end, because there's such a lack of talent at tight end, Zayem Mitchell, 23.4, but an eight out of 10 in athleticism. Those are the four guys I've probably got my eye on at the moment. Um, Potentially tight end. I'm going to keep banging the drum for a return of the man, the myth, the legend, Darren Fells. He was on the practice squad at Tampa last year. I think he's a no-brainer to bring back. You've also got Carl Rudolph that's got a connection to Stefanski. But if they want to play more wide receivers and everything seems to tend that way, bring in Darren Felt. There is one... There's two interesting other undrafted free
0: agents that I'll bring up. I've done my research on. Um, the first one is the centre, Brock Hoffman. Uh, He was expected to be drafted, and um, people were surprised that he didn't get uh, drafted and featured on a top 50 undrafted free agent board. So, um, yeah, he was interesting. And then I think the next one is there is a Cleveland boy. Let me see if I can find out which one it is. If it is Smith. But he went to
1: this is malik smith so malik smith isn't a full udfa yet he the other guys are all udfas this guy has been invited to a uh, trial at rookie minicamp so um, doing that. He, he's, he's a basketball
0: player. player and um yeah it'd be interesting to see how he does uh yeah local boy so uh yeah let's see how we uh how he gets on
1: yeah, and we're pretty much up there. We, there's not many dudes left um, spots on the roster to fill because um, we can go up to 90. They'll probably let some guys go if there's more UDFAs out there they like. But in a way, not, not many UDFAs will want to come to Cleveland. And who can blame them? If the roster is that deep. Your chances of making the team is much lower in Cleveland than you go somewhere like Detroit, like Houston, um, who are more in that early rebuild. So... It's difficult to attract UDFAs. Um, we haven't had the big, splashy cash investment that we had in past years, like AJ Green, um, where they really went and stumped the cash, probably just because there was no one that really fit the bill for them and wanted to come. Um, but no, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys play out, practice squad guys that could then develop into roster guys um, based on injuries and other stuff. Um, I've
0: been watching quite a lot of programs on the Browns' great this year. And I know you're gonna probably say, "Well, probably say grades don't really mean matter anything." But most people are saying B, B minus for the for the Browns. Um, how do you feel the Browns drafted?
1: It was just it was solid. Um, there was nothing exceptional. Um, I like the value of the Alex Wright pick. Um, Winfrey's the steal. Um, but yeah, there, any time you don't pick in the first two rounds, you can't really give that draft an A um because we didn't pick until the third round but it's interesting to note that in each of the years we've added one more guy so in the first year berry drafted we picked seven players and we picked eight players then we picked nine um, and that is a good direction for a team because we need to bring in more and more cheap players um, going into the draft there was 24 holes on the 2023 roster of guys that just aren't under contract next year. And that is what we need to fix and just keep adding more and more people. Um, Jack, are you concerned that the
0: Steelers and Ravens on average got A grades and the uh, Browns got B, C?
1: So the Ravens drafted really, really well, and that is not a surprise at all. I think they were phenomenal to trade off Marquise Brown, who's going into his final year and alongside a third and get into the first round. Using that on a centre was stupid. Um, really, really poor value position because centres just aren't difference makers. You're not going to get surplus value. It, it's like Quinton Nelson. Quinton Nelson can go into the Hall of Fame, and I said he would go into the Hall of Fame as, before he was drafted, and I still didn't want that player at all because they're just not difference makers. Um, we had Joe Thomas and Joel Bertonio, two Hall of Fame a left tackle and a left guard. If you don't have everything else there, it doesn't matter. They'd have been much better taking, a, if they'd have taken a wide receiver with that pick, if they'd have taken an edge rusher, George Karloftis with that pick, I would have felt a lot scared. A centre, not that worried. And the Steelers, I don't, I don't really care. They, they, they drafted the uh, the two-gloved demon, the double, double-gloved double demon in uh, Kenny Pickett. And uh, yeah, He's going to be our whipping boy. You, I don't know what's going to happen first. Is Miles Garrett going to hit him or Denzel Wall going to intercept him?
0: Really? Okay. So, uh, yeah. And the last thing, mate, before we finish up, uh, the Baker Mayfield watch. Um, Panthers taking a uh, quarterback. Um, yeah, how do you see Baker Mayfield panning that now?
1: So there was talks, um, but there was no agreement on we wanted them to eat more money and they want. Um, we wanted them to take on more of the contract than they were willing to and no agreement was reached i don't know what the picks the compensation discussed was but i've always said i just did not see it happening until we get nearer to training camp nearer to week 1 because the value is not going to be there at the moment for the browns um, they're under no pressure if he doesn't turn up to training camp which based on how bad is the advice some of the things he's been told this offseason who knows um, or if he does something stupid and defames the team they can void his guarantees and cut him without having to spend a dollar so those are certainly in play but what happens is another team's quarterback goes down if you've got um matt stafford and the rams say he gets injured in preseason, gets injured in training camp and he's out for the year the teams they're calling is jimmy g uh, in san fran and they're calling the brown's about baker mayfield and then you can start asking for a second next year a third next year and that that i think is probably where this will end up uh, another team's going to get desperate and then that's when we'll cash in there is no point panicking this dude doesn't get a single dollar from the brown's until week 1 of the season so there's no uh, there's no need for urgency until value comes back in our favor and it will come because when there's an injury people are going to come calling
0: Uh, Is there a date that I should put in the diary when we have to make a decision on Baker Mayfield or no?
1: I'd say the the, the first day is roster cut down day. So what is that, the end of August?
0: Yeah, September normally. Yeah, first week of September.
1: So that's the time when they're going, hey, do we want to give him a roster spot? Because they could give him a roster spot and then still wait for someone else's quarterback to go down because they only pay an 18th of his salary each week of the season. Um, So... That that's the first date of note and that's ages away.
0: Cool. All right, Jack. Um, anything else you want to say about the draft?
1: No, we'll be back for more in-depth. Um, we'll we'll probably start just looking at ro- rooms and the roster, I think it was probably a good way of doing it. Um, just to have sort of a, a weekly chat on a different position and that should take us through most of the off season.
0: Yeah, I can't wait, mate. And uh Really excited about the roster. Really excited about the defensive end, wide receiver room, uh, the running back room, cornerback room. You know, lots and lots of discussions. My only feedback from the draft is doesn't seem to do a lot with the O line or tight ends. But you know, well, hey, we've got two good tight end tight ends. Um, Yeah, maybe we just need a Darren Fells as a tight end three or or some young potential
1: yeah and keep an eye on free agency guys we're gonna see free agents added i would be shocked if we if we only even had one of sort of a a significant free agent i'm not talking like some joe blogs um on minimum who no one's ever heard of um i i think we're looking at two if not three guys are going to come in and be starters so keep your ear to the ground um moves are gonna moves are gonna be made i'm I'm feeling clowny and uh will fuller just feel like lops and it's just who that next person is
0: all right jack any articles coming out soon
1: yeah so every week there's stuff going on at the obr go check it out i don't know if they're sixty uh, 60 off deals still running so go and cash in barry's gone mad and he's giving it away um so yeah now's your time to strike but no, loads of different stuff. The um, I'm just in the process of writing an article reviewing the guardrails, and sort of how how they did age-wise, and a uh, unsuccessful successful draft for Duffin.
0: Awesome. All right, Jack. Let's finish up by saying, go Browns, and uh, the NFL draft is completed for 2022.
1: Go Browns. Go Browns.